Amazon's move into healthcare is multifaceted. It includes COVID-19 testing, the Halo health band and service, cloud services for healthcare and life sciences, and even primary care for its employees. Amazon's a big company now, still with big growth ambitions. And so they need to tackle big markets. That's John Rossman, a former Amazon business leader and the author of the book, The Amazon Way, speaking on a recent episode of GeekWire's Day 2 podcast. Healthcare is going to become a bigger and bigger component of what their strategy is going to be from every angle. But one of the tech giants' healthcare initiatives seems especially well-positioned to benefit from Amazon's e-commerce expertise, prescriptions by mail. The company launched its Amazon pharmacy service in November 2020, building on its 2018 acquisition of prescription-by-mail company PillPack. Really, we wanted to make a pharmacy experience that was just as easy to use as Amazon generally. That's TJ Parker, the PillPack CEO and vice president in charge of Amazon Pharmacy. Amazon is competing against traditional pharmacies such as CVS, Walgreens, and Rite Aid, plus big retail rivals such as Walmart and Target, and healthcare technology companies such as GoodRx, whose chief financial officer, Karsten Vorman, sought to downplay the competitive threat from Amazon on a recent earnings call. You know, Amazon acquired PillPack in 2018 and has been trying to grow a pharmacy delivery business. Mail-order prescriptions only make up about 5% of fill count in the U.S. Third-party data indicates that Amazon Pharmacy is not gaining momentum and that their volume remains incredibly small. But this is Amazon, after all. It's a company with the resources and tenacity to pursue big challenges and opportunities for many years. So what's it like to use Amazon Pharmacy? To find out, I signed up to test the service on a routine prescription refill. I'm your host, GeekWire co-founder Todd Bishop. On this episode of GeekWire's Health Tech Podcast, I talk with Amazon's TJ Parker to learn more about Amazon Pharmacy using my own experience to inform the discussion. Stay tuned. GeekWire's Health Tech Podcast is sponsored by Primera Blue Cross, providing comprehensive health benefits and tailored services to approximately 2.5 million people, from individuals to Fortune 100 companies. Learn more about how Primera is innovating in healthcare at primera.com slash primera-voices. That's P-R-E-M-E-R-A dot com slash primera-voices. T.J. Parker is vice president of pharmacy at Amazon. He joined the company with its 2018 acquisition of PillPack, where he was the CEO. He's a former practicing pharmacist, so he brings a lot of experience to this entire topic. T.J., thank you very much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. Amazon Pharmacy launched a few months ago, several months ago now, and so some folks know about it, but others don't. And in fact, I've been trying it, and I want to tell you about my experience later on. But for those who don't, what is Amazon Pharmacy? Sure. Um, so we launched Amazon Pharmacy back in November. And really, we wanted to make a pharmacy experience that was just as easy to use um, as Amazon generally. Um, and so a customer can literally search for their prescription medications in the same product search they used to search for anything else. They can see a detail page that explains what the medication is, how it works, and shows very clear pricing. 
uh, both for customers using insurance as well as we have discounts for Prime members specifically. Um, and then make it super easy to request a prescription from your provider. Um, and ultimately you can check out and get that medication delivered to your door uh, in two days if you're a Prime member. So it really feels and looks just like using Amazon for anything else, but I'm um, applied to prescription medications. The first thing that I was struck by when I started the process of signing up for Amazon Pharmacy and then ordering a prescription was that it combined the ease of Amazon. It used my existing Amazon account, but then added a layer of security. So just as an example, my wife also uses the same Amazon account as me, and you foresaw scenarios like this. So I set up within my larger Amazon account an Amazon Pharmacy account, and I access it via my unique PIN. Can you talk in general and specifically about the types of security that you do for pharmaceutical orders and what kinds of tweaks and changes? How did you adapt to Amazon's overall approach to this world of pharmaceuticals? Yeah, that's a great question. I think as you experienced, there's this clear uh, demarcation from being inside the pharmacy and ordering a prescription um, from being outside the pharmacy and searching and browsing. And that's where we draw the line as well. So you can easily search for and look at different options for medications um, outside the four walls of the pharmacy. You can search and browse and, and really understand what your options are. But once you're actually ordering a prescription, once we're looking at um, your personal health, health information for our pharmacists, um, and once you're ultimately adding your insurance information, that's all happening within the four walls of the pharmacy um, in a very secure and, and very different environment than the rest of Amazon. Um, so it's a, it's a lot of work to ensure that you have just as seamless of an experience, right? So you're using your primary Amazon account. We're able to find your payment method. You don't have to re-enter your credit card when you're in the pharmacy. You can find your shipping address. At the same time, you do want a pretty distinct experience when you're interacting with personal health information. And so finding that balance where we can ensure that security um, and that privacy that you'd expect as a customer, but also make it as seamless as Amazon is a lot of the work that went into to building Amazon Pharmacy. I was struck that when I got the email confirmation, it asterisked out part of the name of the drug that I had ordered is the routine prescription that I had reordered, much as it normally would with a credit card. I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, I mean, I think it's important to remember that the PillPack team has been serving customers in pharmacy for going on eight years now. So we've been running a pharmacy, we've been dealing with all the, the privacy and security expectations that customers have in pharmacy. And so this is generally not a new, a new world for us, but figuring out how to apply that knowledge, that expectation from customers within the Amazon ecosystem is net new. Um, but all of those things that you're describing, whether it's the, the separate account or the privacy of the email, those are all based on both learnings and requirements that we understand as, as part of the PillPack team. It also struck me that two hiccups that I ran into were each beyond Amazon. In other words, one was with my insurance provider and one was with my doctor. For example, I called my insurance provider. I had entered my member ID in exactly as it was on my card. And turns out I, for some reason, didn't know the magic code of adding four zeros. Yeah, the, the random zeros in the front or in the back or, yep, totally. And, and then- and then the second issue that I ran into was after I ordered the prescription from Amazon and it was on the way, I actually got a email from my normal drugstore, Walgreens, saying, hey, by the way, we tried to fill that prescription that you ordered and uh, it turns out you've already ordered it just recently. Of course, I just ordered it with Amazon. Yep. Apparently, as, as near as I can tell, my doctor, who until recently was literally handwriting her prescriptions for me, 
she saw some sort of note about Todd needs a prescription and assumed that it meant call it into Walgreens. So it's my long way of asking, how do you deal with the complexities in healthcare and the things that you can't control? It's, uh, you know, it sounds, it feels um, almost like the serenity prayer. You know, you have to probably say that every day. (laughs) (laughs) I can control the things that I can. Yeah. That is truly where you, uh, where I think you can differentiate on a great customer experience. So I think just because there are things that are technically outside of our control, I don't think absolves our responsibility to try to solve each and every one of those use cases, right? So I think if you take a traditional Amazon checkout experience, you order a product, the second you order that product, it immediately drops into a fulfillment center to be fulfilled, right? Nothing needs to happen between when you check out and when the thing is ultimately uh, fulfilled by Amazon. In pharmacy, the experience is make, make or break the experience based on what happens in between that checkout moment and when the product actually drops into the fulfillment center, right? So that's when you could have issues with your insurance company. They might not cover the medication. Maybe it's too soon to refill the medication. Maybe we didn't hear back from your doctor and so we don't have a refill on file. Um, So these are all the types of things that we are trying to solve. I think our ambition, if you take your your experience needing to add the, the four zeros in front of your member ID number, like these are things that you can solve with technology, right? And um, you can look at a specific payer and very quickly understand that there's some specificity to that payer and what you might need to do to make that entry experience better. And I think those are all the places where we invest a lot of time and energy is trying to solve these things, even if we don't technically control them, or even to your point, if it's, you know, you could ultimately point at the insurance company or some wonkiness to it. Um, I don't think that absolves us of the responsibility to try to make this as seamless and easy as possible. Um, and again, that's what we've been working super hard on over a number of years at PillPack and extending that knowledge base and that expertise to, to the Amazon world. Two quick updates here on things that came up after we recorded this interview. First, it took UPS five days to deliver the medication from Amazon's Phoenix hub to my Seattle home. That met the timeline in my confirmation message, but it was not the two days that Amazon promises to Prime members. An Amazon spokesperson says this appears to have been an error in how my Prime status was applied to the order and says customers can reach out to support if the promised delivery date does not meet their expectations. And second, when the package finally did arrive with my prescription, my wife promptly opened it, ruining any illusion of privacy. Not that I have anything to hide. She wasn't being nosy. The package didn't have any Amazon branding, and it looked like any other package we might get in the mail. It was addressed to both of us because that's the default in our regular Amazon account, and I hadn't thought to change it. Just something to consider if you end up using Amazon Pharmacy yourself. All right, back to the interview with TJ Parker. To the point you've been making, I found it almost comforting as a longtime Amazon customer to see the familiar interface. The, the buttons are similar. The interface is similar, although it's it's streamlined. It, it doesn't feel like I'm getting pitched, and I'm certainly not getting pitched for lawn chairs at the same time I'm ordering <laughs> my prescription. Can you talk about where you decided to draw the line between the Amazon pharmacy experience and the traditional Amazon experience? Yeah, I think the biggest one, which you aptly pointed out at the beginning, is really this privacy and security bar, right? Where it's going to be very different for um, PHI and personal health information than it is for um, traditional uh, other types of data. So I think that is the most obvious place where we have really rethought what the infrastructure should be and how we build those systems. I think from a true user interface standpoint, um, there aren't a lot of bounds to what we want to be able to enable 
in pharmacy. Um, I think there are a lot more complexities that we have to wrestle with. Um, so you take price as a good example. It's not easy to show you a personalized insurance price in the detail page. Um, so right now it asks you to add it to card and you can actually check the price now before you request a prescription. But that doesn't mean we, we don't want to enable that functionality over time, right? Our ambition is to really make this look and feel and be as easy to use as another category. Um, and even to your point of shopping, yes, we definitely don't want to show you uh, beach chairs or uh, other very random products, but we would like to be able to show you alternatives based on your formulary or based on the medications you're taking. Um, there might be an insulin that based on your insurance provider literally costs you half as much if you switch to that insulin. Um, the best way to educate you about that would be in the same interface that you use to shop for anything else, right? You wouldn't want a, a different interface to understand that. Um, and so I think generally speaking, we want to pull this into a, a true Amazon experience across the board. But again, we have a very different level of expectations around security and privacy based on uh, the information that we're dealing with. That's really interesting, that comparison about the perhaps other type of insulin that, that might work, because I can imagine there's also a line there where you're getting into offering medical advice by algorithm, perhaps. And I'm thinking even like maybe a naturopath might say, hey, actually, instead of this, you might try this other remedy that, that is familiar. Where do you draw the line there between offering an alternative and offering something that's different in pursuit of the same outcome? Yeah, I mean, your, your provider is always going to be involved in this conversation, right? So um, even if we give you all the information that we have, you still need to get a real prescription from your provider and talk through the pros and cons of what you might um, be requesting from your provider. But we, we generally think that today customers tend to be pretty passive participants in their prescription process, right? So that you typically get a prescription from your doctor. You don't totally understand if there are alternatives, what those alternatives might be, what the cost might be. You literally show up to the pharmacy and you fill the script and you're, you're pretty passive in that. And I think generally we have a perspective that customers with more information, especially in such a known interface like Amazon, will be able to make more informed decisions or at least understand what their options are, right? And so that has to be net better for customers to have more information on how their medications work and what the alternatives might be, which again, then will result in a conversation, hopefully a more informed conversation um, with your provider who ultimately makes the decision about what the right medication for you is. Um, but you, you know, oftentimes providers only have five or 10 minutes to help you work through your specific issue where you as an end customer might have quite a bit more time to try to understand and what options are there are out there for you. And then again, work in collaboration with your provider to, to make those decisions. I mentioned the security and obviously the streamlined interface that separates it somewhat from Amazon. Will there ever be a time when I'm on traditional Amazon in my regular account, not in pharmacy, and I'm served something there based on information that Amazon's algorithms know about the prescriptions that I've tried to fill or filled on Amazon pharmacy, like served an ad, for example? Yeah, no. So the data that's generated inside the pharmacy is solely used for the purpose of delivering care to you, right? So the reason we need to know the medications that you take is that our pharmacist will do a comprehensive clinical review when you get a new prescription to make sure there are no interactions. We don't want to be using that information to then recommend other products to you outside the pharmacy. Um, that both would be outside the bounds of what HIPAA requires, as well as just outside, I think, what the the expectations of customers are. So there's this very clear line of demarcation between inside the four walls of the pharmacy and then outside the four walls of the pharmacy and the rest of Amazon. But from a user experience standpoint, we want them to feel quite seamless as much as possible. 
It's interesting. Again, you mentioned the pharmacists are involved, and it, it was very clear that when I submitted my order, actually, I was impressed. They called the doctor. They called my existing pharmacy and handled it. But it wasn't just a, a fulfillment center worker. It yep. was a pharmacist who was doing that. How many pharmacists do you employ? Uh, certainly in the hundreds at this point. Um, and again, these are all the teams and the infrastructure that um, that were part of the acquisition when Amazon acquired PillPack. Um, so all of our pharmacists, our pharmacy technicians, the, the pharmacy fulfillment centers themselves, all of the software and infrastructure that powers those pharmacies is all the same as the, the infrastructure that powers PillPack. So it's a number of pharmacists that have worked for us for many years, as well as pharmacists that have, have joined more recently, um, all in the same, uh, again, infrastructure that we built on, on PillPack. Um, so very discreet and different from a traditional Amazon fulfillment center or Amazon infrastructure. Coming up, more about my own experience and how Amazon Pharmacy fits into the company's overall healthcare initiatives. This season of the GeekWire Health Tech Podcast is presented by Primera Blue Cross. At Primera, we talk about what we do all day. We offer access to healthcare. The card in the pocket allows people to go get access to healthcare. Dr. John Espinola is Executive Vice President of Healthcare Services for Primera Blue Cross. The challenge we have is that we know that the healthcare that they get access to doesn't work as well as it could. So we have a duty at Primera to make healthcare work better. That's our job. We give people access to healthcare, yet we give them access to something that's subpar. We have a moral and fiduciary obligation to do better. We're gonna do it in partnership with those who may touch the moment of care. Providers, innovators, entrepreneurs, all of these are gonna help us move in the direction we need to to make healthcare work better we're bold enough to take the risk to try to do something that'll make a difference and learn from it and be better along the way. To find out more, visit Primera.com slash Primera hyphen voices. You originally announced Amazon Pharmacy in November 2020. As you said, Amazon had acquired PillPack back in 2018. And of course, under your leadership, PillPack had much experience in this area. Can you give me a sense for what you've done, the progress you've seen over the past seven, eight months since launching? Um, I know you've come out with some new features, for example. You know, I think the, the biggest feedback we've heard from customers, um, again, is that they want this to be as seamless as Amazon. So the push from us is how do we continue to chip away at the places where this deviates from the core dot-com experience, as well as find ways to increase convenience, to lower prices for customers, to broaden the selection, kind of the, the traditional Amazon playbook. One announcement that I'm really excited about is that we're now offering customers the ability to order six months of medication at a time. So if you're a customer that's been on a medication for a number of years, it's a very stable medication for you. Um, you can order a six month supply. So you literally need to refill that medication twice a year. And additionally, we have a number of medications that are, if you order a six month supply, are as cheap as a dollar a month. Um, so in fact, four of the top 10 medications that our dispense costs customers only a dollar a month if you're ordering uh, in six-month increments. So I think this is a great example of where Amazon can rethink what the best customer experience is and offer different ways to save customers money. Um, I think you can see, continue to see us offering um, very unique solutions in the market as well as continue to chip away at the places where um, we want it to look and feel and, and be as easy to use as, as the rest of Amazon.com. You still need approval from your doctor in the form of a prescription to have that much ordered in advance. Is that right? Yeah. So you still need a prescription. You would need a prescription from your doctor generally to order anything on Amazon Pharmacy. Um, to order a six-month supply, you'll need a prescription from your doctor written for a six-month supply. In general, 
we would encourage customers to order that full six month supply because then you have the option of 30 days, 90 days or six months. It's the, the lesser of the supply that your doctor writes for. I mean, you'll be able to very easily see which of those is the cheapest option for you, both with this prime prescription discount as well as your insurance. Um, and you can compare them all before you check out with your prescription. Do you receive the prescription all at once or do you order it once and then receive it over time? Yep, you receive it all at once. So you get a full full six month supply up front, um, which again, we think will help customers be able to stay on top of their meds, will be more convenient than needing to order the prescription monthly or every 90 days. Got it. Okay. I was thinking maybe like sub- subscribe and save that kind of thing on, on main Amazon, but no, you're actually doing a bulk order. It's more like Costco yep. than it is like subscribe and save. Yeah. So it's more of a bulk order. And I think because it's a bulk order and we can pass along the savings that are associated with that bulk order to, directly to the customer. Yeah. Speaking of savings, so as you've been alluding to, one of the most interesting parts of Amazon Pharmacy, and uh, I know some of the other things that you're doing, is the price comparison tool. Yep. And in my in my case, just as an example, after I got my insurance information right, and it was interesting, as soon as I corrected the problem with the four zeros, it was instantaneous that it yep. registered with my insurance. It was like, I thought, you know, there's a waiting period. No, I was really surprised. It was instantaneous. How did that happen? Yeah, so we're literally riding on the same infrastructure and rails as a as a pharmacy would in the day to day operation of the pharmacy. Yeah. Um, so, as an example, when you're in cart, right, you add a prescription that your doctor's written to cart. We're running a real insurance claim to see what the price of that medication is going to be for you specifically. That's not an estimated price. That's not um, a generalized price. That is for you specifically and using the same infrastructure that we would use to run a normal claim. And you can compare that again directly to the prime discount price, and oftentimes. It's even cheaper to pay out of pocket than it is to use your insurance. Um, and then if you check out with that product, we're again, we're billing your insurance company in real time, just like we'd be billing a credit card company. So it very much maps to a traditional um, e-commerce experience, but it is unique in pharmacy because historically these tools have been relegated to being behind the counter and very obfuscated from the end customer, right? You don't really see a price typically in pharmacy until you're standing at the counter looking at the at the cash register and they want you to put your credit card. And that could be a $300 copay and you had no idea until the, the second you showed up. Um, and so we're taking, again, all this knowledge that we've built um, at PillPack to truly be a pharmacy and then exposing that and, and allowing customers to use the same tools that our team uses. Now, in my case, the insurance with copay happened to be less out of pocket for me than had I gone with the Amazon pharmacy discount. How often are you seeing customers get lower prices without their insurance? And what are the big picture implications of that for prescribing and the future of insurance? Um, we are seeing a far more frequent usage of the, of the prime discount than we had anticipated. Um, and I think there's this expectation or this assumption that it's mostly folks that don't have insurance that would want to use something like the prime uh, discount. In reality, it can be cheaper than your insurance much more frequently than you would think. Um, and oftentimes it's with folks with great insurance, but they might have high deductibles. They might be in the middle of their deductible period. For seniors, they might be in what's called the donut hole, which is when they typically in the fall when they briefly run out of coverage until they contribute a certain amount. It tends to be cheaper than your insurance quite frequently, and especially for these very low cost um, generics. Again, the launch that we just had, um, where four of the top 10 medications you can get for a dollar a month. It's It's really hard to be a whole lot cheaper than that, right? You're already talking about a very inexpensive product. Um, and so I think the hope is that customers uh, effectively understand all these options in a very easy and intuitive way. Um, and so I think 
you'll continue to see this trend of customers realizing there's lots of options from a payment standpoint. Um, there might be better options from an actual product standpoint. Um, and I think that really is the beauty of what we're, what we're building at Amazon Pharmacy is giving customers that information. I asked this question to the Amazon Halo team when I did a podcast about trying Amazon Halo earlier this year. How does Amazon Pharmacy fit into the broader set of healthcare and health initiatives that Amazon has? And I'll tell you, the, the reason is I'd love it for my Amazon Halo band to know that I've I'm running low on that prescription right now. Maybe, I mean, frankly, I'm, I'm perfectly willing if to have a camera on my halo band, see into the drawer where I pull off. I mean, I'm really, I'm willing to go that far if it's ease of use. Um, and I recognize a lot of folks aren't, but how does pharmacy fit in with that broader set of healthcare and health initiatives at Amazon? Yeah. I mean, I think pharmacy very much is following the, the Amazon playbook, which is broader selection, lower prices, more convenience for customers. And I think you've seen us, we're in the very early innings of that, right? I think we've we've launched a product that I think um, is a very unique and compelling product for customers. We're going to continue to find ways to make it even more convenient, even more seamless to lower prices. I think part of that is what are the right entry points and integration points with um, not just the other healthcare initiatives, but other Amazon assets and things that Amazon has available um, to us. I think personally, as the CEO of PillPack coming into being a, an executive at Amazon, it really is about how do we harness all these assets in a way that can create the most value for customers. Um, and so I think it's, again, less even about the, the health components. It's really about how to generally, how do we fit into this broader ecosystem, inclusive of all the different healthcare offerings that are out there. Do you all meet occasionally, like the head of Halo, the head of Amazon Care, you, I mean, do you all connect or is it pretty much you can do your own thing within your own areas and, and others at the company will stitch them together as needed? Yeah, I think we're all very focused on running our own businesses, but I spend a ton of time with a variety of different business owners across Amazon, again, including the folks that run the different healthcare initiatives, as well as folks that run other initiatives that may or may not be directly related to healthcare. I think that is the beauty of Amazon is you have a lot of different ways that when you combine these assets together, you can really delight customers. Um, and I think that's not, again, unique to just these healthcare offerings, but also um, the non-healthcare offerings. And we spend a lot of time with the different uh, the different GMs across all of these different businesses. I was surprised on the fulfillment side, my prescription is coming from Phoenix. Can you talk about the overall fulfillment process and do you eventually plan to have more more local sourcing of prescriptions? We have a handful of pharmacies across the country today. Um, Phoenix is our biggest individual location and a lot of our current Amazon pharmacy volume is being fulfilled from Phoenix, but there are a number of other pharmacies across the country. Um, Phoenix looks and feels more like your traditional Amazon fulfillment center, highly automated, um, extremely efficient, extremely accurate. Um, and typically will deliver in two days. Um, again, we have a number of other pharmacies across the country that can be closer to different types of customers and will continue to invest in the infrastructure, um, both on the customer support and kind of clinical side of the business, as well as the actual fulfillment centers. Um, and you, you should expect um, ongoing inf infrastructure investment that helps us get closer to the customer and continue to, to increase that convenience. Are you able to give a sense, ideally numerically, but uh, even uh, qualitatively, for the traction you've seen, how many users you've gotten so far since the launch in November? Uh, I can't share any specific numbers, but we've been really thrilled with the with the reception we've got from customers. Um, we've saved customers millions of dollars using this, this Prime prescription discount program that we've launched um, and generally have seen really great feedback from those customers. So I think if we think about where we are now in comparison to where, where we hope to be when we launch, we're really happy with, with where we are. How do you differentiate right now between Amazon Pharmacy and PillPack? 
Yeah, they're just different services, but the same pharmacy infrastructure. So the PillBack experience is really designed for folks that take multiple ongoing chronic medications. Um, that customer typically needs to go to the pharmacy multiple times a month because they're not, not even being filled at the same cadence. They've got to stay on top of refills with their doctor. There's a lot of in, uh, interaction with their insurance company based on what's covered and not covered. And PillBack is really designed to make that a seamless subscription experience. So your medications come pre-sorted and packaged once a month based on the medications you take. Amazon Pharmacy as, an, as a service is really for customers that take one or two medications, maybe a medication as needed, maybe you need a medication right away, but you're not trying to sort and manage all these different medications typically. And so there it's really about how do we build the most convenient experience to order a medication as seamlessly as possible. Um, whereas the Popac experience is much more uh, like a subscription service, much more like a subscribe and save per your, per your previous comment. Just to wrap up, TJ, how will you judge success? How is Amazon going to judge success in the next few years in this space? And, and what are your goals, challenges, and, and how do you plan to achieve them? Yeah, I think at a philosophical level, it's really about proving that you can build a truly delightful experience in pharmacy and in healthcare. And I think there's this expectation that it's always going to be complicated. We can't control everything. And so there's always going to be these places where, where the experience falls down. And I think we hope to prove that this truly can be as easy to use as using Amazon, that you, you know, using it the way you use it every day. Um, so that to me is philosophical success, um, is we really want to prove that you can build a delightful customer experience in pharmacy and then just generally more broadly in healthcare. And I know, of course, leadership principle number one, customer obsession, not competitor focus. But I, I got to ask, obviously, there's many competitors out there, both digital, analog, traditional pharmacies, online pharmacies. How do you look at the competitive landscape and where do you feel Amazon Pharmacy fits in? Yeah, I think more than anything, I'm I'm pretty thrilled about the amount, the amount of innovation happening in pharmacy and healthcare generally. I think when, when I look back to starting PillPack in 2013, it was pretty weird to start a venture-backed pharmacy. That wasn't a thing that was happening frequently. And now there's a number of venture-backed pharmacies, telemedicine companies, the integration of the two. So more than anything else, I'm excited that there's so much innovation happening for customers. I hope that we're building something that is truly unique, that, that really leans into the things that Amazon has done in other places, but applies that to pharmacy. I think that is a is really unique and is super compelling for customers. Um, but I think generally I'm, I'm thrilled to see the amount of uh, capital and innovation happening in, in healthcare and pharmacy generally. TJ Parker, thanks very much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. That's TJ Parker, vice president in charge of Amazon Pharmacy. Thank you for listening to the GeekWire Health Tech Podcast. I'm GeekWire co-founder Todd Bishop. You can read more about my experience with Amazon Pharmacy at geekwire.com slash health tech. Kurt Milton edited this episode. Thanks to our sponsor of Health Tech Season 5, Primera Blue Cross. You can find out more about their work at primera.com slash primera hyphen voices. We'll be back soon with a new episode of GeekWire's Health Tech Podcast.